This is uh, the pilot episode of either Not Yet Aligned or No Stakes At All. Have not yet decided an in for this. Might do a poll later. Who knows? Basically, it is a When I Feel Like It politics podcast, just so I can throw some ideas around. It'd be great to get some feedback on what I can do next time. But for now, welcome to the show. Let's start off this podcast with Keir Starmer's Monday, and I'm talking about Monday the 29th of June. Keir Starmer appeared on the Today programme in the morning. I'm going to give his overall daily performance uh, two out of three. That is, there's three issues, and he messed one right up, but did two quite well. The first one, he was on the Today programme, and they were asking him about trans rights. Now, there's been an argument made for a while by trans-exclusionary groups, such as the LGB Alliance, who are trying to protect what they perceive as female-only space, the problem being that they do not recognise trans women as women. This causes all kinds of problems. Uh, I'm not going to go into all of that right now. I'm talking about Keir Starber's comment on Monday when asked which side he chose. Now, the interviewer did kind of put him in a put in the kind of position where he was forced to choose between women and trans women, which isn't ideal for anyone to be in. The issue is much more complex than that, and, and Keir Starmer recognised that. Uh, he said that he's convinced there's a way forward if everyone is prepared to stop trucking bricks at each other. This has caused up some controversy, but I think he dealt with it in the right way. Perhaps his words could have been a little more apt considering how Pride started, but he said this is not an issue for now, in effect. He said this is not what we're doing on Monday morning, we're not bringing this up. Which, after the controversy sparked during the the Labour leadership election, there was something about uh, the petition going ahead and that caused a lot of argument between the candidates. It was not ideal. It's a very divisive subject. And Keir Starmer went around that, didn't choose a side. He did see this very much as choosing a side. Whether you agree with him or not in his view, I do think Monday morning was not the right time to get into that argument. Labour don't need to have that argument right now. So put that to a side. I think he did okay putting that off without really offending anyone. Although, of course, with the gender recognition, it's the way it is in this country. Lesnar got into Boris Johnson... Um, who's scrapped the reform of the Gender Recognition Bill, which was brought forward by uh, Theresa May's government. They said, we're going to reform the way that gender recognition is done in this country. Boris Johnson has scrapped that review, and that's not great. So we do definitely need a strong argument for gender recognition, trans rights in this country, but perhaps, like I said, Monday morning, not the right time for that. The question coming up on my timeline, can... Labour be recognised as a pro-LGBTQ party if this is the stance of their leader. That's something that we have to debate, we have to talk about, we have to think really about what Labour is, who do they support. The movement has for a long time fought for the rights of marginalised people, so the argument itself I won't get into right now, but Keir Starmer did what he did Monday morning. I think that was a fine answer. Perhaps he didn't need to use the throwing bricks analogy, but there we go. Secondly, in that same interview on today, he was given schools. Should schools open or not? It was put to him plenty of times, and 
he really resisted answering. He said, in most cases, we try to get children back. If the government had done what we said, then schools would be back now. He said he wants to get as many back as possible, as safe as possible. They kept trying to push him, the interviewers. Is, do you want children to be back at school? He said he thinks Boris Johnson actually has done the right thing, putting some children back where it's safe, but not all. And he repeated, if they'd done the Labour plan, then a lot more children will be back safely than they are now. So, and again, avoided. He's uh, done the question, avoided it, not answered it. To be honest, why did he go on the Today programme if he weren't going to answer anything? Who knows? But I think he did the right thing. Both of these cases, he stepped back from the question, didn't come down on either side. Still, the sound bites would try to be used, but there we go. Now, interestingly, I saw this tweet yesterday on my timeline, the 3rd of June. Nick Tyrone, at Nicholas Tyrone, quote, My take so far on Starmer as compared to Corbyn is that Starmer is much more courageous. He is willing to take the tough questions because he knows that he doesn't, if he doesn't, pardon me, he'll never get to where he wants to go. In comparison, Corbyn was a coward, always sticking to the home crowd. Now, I don't know much about Nicholas Tyrone or his politics, but I don't think this is accurate. Starmer has answered questions very diplomatically. He's tried not to come down on either side. Is that courageous? Well, he's taken the questions, yes, but he hasn't really decided anything for the party. I don't think the party's stance on anything has changed. Yes, they're much harsher on anti-Semitism very clearly now with uh, Rebecca Long-Bailey going last week. But is he is he courageous? I don't know. Corbyn as a coward? Well, Corbyn had very clear views, that's the thing. And sticking to the home crowd, yes, Corbyn did have his fans within the party. I'm talking about momentum. I don't really know what to think of this. I'm not involved in the Labour Party at all. I don't really know that much about what's going on in the Labour Party. But yes, uh, Starmer, is he courageous? Don't know. He is skirted around questions. The third thing that happened on Monday was Starmer's comments on BLM. Problematic. Very problematic. At one point, he called them a moment rather than a movement. He's since actually changed his views on that. He's done another interview changing his views. I'll have a look at that in a minute. But Monday, it was very strange to see this. He was asked about defunding the police, and he looked shocked. He said, defund the police? He kept repeating it. He didn't. He said he doesn't believe in that. Very harsh. He was on that. Very clear in his views. Now, I don't know how I feel about this. No, actually I do. I don't agree with this. The job of the opposition is to turn the protest calls into policy. So, okay, you don't agree with defund the police. That's very much a protest call. What does that mean in the UK context? Because Labour has very much, as pointed out by many people on Twitter, been about stopping police cuts. Now, cuts and defunding are very different. Defunding, a lot of people are saying, we want demilitarization. And then also, if you're reducing racism, diversification as well. Actually getting more people of different cultures into the police. I see that as a way... In my opinion, I think that could change a lot. Now, the police have been trying to do this, but they've actually not been recruiting as many people of ethnic minorities as as they would like. There's been progress made. They keep saying there's been progress made, 
but we're still on that journey to diversification. The job of the opposition, as I was saying, is to take the protest called defund the police and turn it into demilitarize, diversify. What do you want to do? Kirstama didn't do that. He simply said he didn't agree with defund the police. He came down very harsh, and then he came to equate the Black Lives Matter movement with defund the police. Now, the movement is made of a whole range of people. That is one slogan of the movement, but whether that is everyone in the movement calling for that, I'm not sure if that's true. I'm not sure about that. It is a, as a movement, I don't think we can say that. Now, the party itself has what they're calling four clear-cut recommendations to be made into law. This is from a BBC article. The ethnicity pay gap reporting, the development of culturally competent occupational risk assessment tools, especially for key workers, the national target to achieve representative judiciary and magistry by 2025, and the creation of a migrants commissioner. Now, these four aims are exactly what I'm saying. Turn the protest calls into policy. I think that's where Labour really stands as a movement for change as a protest movement in a way i'm not really sure um but that does seem to be one aim of the labor party to be a protest movement and and turning that into policy is really important for them coming back to defunding really what does it mean in a uk context we know keir starmer clearly doesn't agree with that but does he agree with moving funding into social programs which is really what defund the police means so yes, I think he really messed up with that on Monday. Has he since come back from it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, he's made some good statements in terms of the policy that Labour want to achieve. Yeah, I think he's going to be more careful with the way he phrases these things. For the rest of the week, I've not heard that much from him. Uh, he he said he regretted those comments and he moved forwards with those four aims, clarifying them. We'll see. <laughs> Second person I'm going to talk about this week, Darren Grimes. Okay, let's have a look at this then. All this nonsense with Reasoned UK, the interview with David Starkey, terrible. Reasoned UK, a terrible idea. What was it thinking? What were they thinking? So they called themselves uh, the common sense for the common good. I want to tell you something. There's no common sense in politics because politics is about debate and there is no such thing as common sense in debate. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a debate. Now, this website is sketchy. The whole organization is sketchy. Their YouTube goes back to two years ago, where it was Tom Harwood's... Harwood? Is that his name? Yeah. Tom Harwood's outfit. From what I can gather, I may be completely wrong, Darren Grimes seems to have taken over and relaunched it in May. They're trying to be more like other online content, which they call left bias. And... Uh, it does look like any other YouTube channel. The thumbnails are kind of made up of bright colours, massive text and, and faces of people. And uh, yeah, it, it's wild. Now, Darren Grimes has filed a, a what's it called thing against the BBC. Goes against his, uh, well, with his idea to defund the BBC. He's going to defund them through suing them, apparently. Um, Six o'clock news reported him. This is the more common stuff, the more most recent thing he said the way the bbc did that was misrepresentative of him i can find the legal document he says how the bbc has used activist activist editorializing he says he's listed as a conservative commentator on the website this is all on twitter 
but as a right wing in the six o'clock news report, his website is a safe space for racists and homophobes, according to the news report. He disputes that, has taken that as a to legal legal endings, and the BBC's decided actually the show should be taken off of their online platforms and whether there'll be an apology or not, I've not seen one. I, I don't know what the status of that is. The interview itself, David Starkey was trying to argue that slavery was not genocide. Now, that is a take that I did not have an answer to. I did not know that. The UN's, uh, what is this? The UN Office, Genocide Prevention and Responsibility to Protect. They have the Convention on Prevention and Punishment of Crime and Genocide. Article 2 is the definition of genocide. A. Call it killing members of the group. B. Causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group. C. Deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part. Imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group. Forcibly transferring children of the group to another group. In my eyes, this under under this definition, slavery is does count as genocide. Although David Starkey clearly had a different view, his reasoning for this is well, despicable. Really, I urge you to seek out, not to give views to the organisation, but if you've heard that interview, you know what I mean. If you haven't, find it because it is truly horrendous what he has said. Not really great. In any case, um, it was bad to give him that view. It looked really like uh, Darren Grimes was agreeing with him. He was just kind of nodding. I don't know what he said recently, but he sort of said he he wasn't. He was trying to be an interviewer. Didn't really know what he was doing. He's conceded that he didn't know what he was doing. Um, fair enough. I don't know what I'm doing, but also I'm not interviewing people, and I don't have that kind of platform. Could you say this show is somewhat inspired by Darren Grimes' Reasoned UK? I guess you could in a way. I don't really know much about the issues I'm talking about. I'm just throwing around ideas. I don't have a massive platform, though. That, I think, is the key difference. And I'm not pretending to know what I'm talking about. That is another key difference, I think, between my this podcast and what Darren Grimes is doing over at Reasoned UK. It's completely irresponsible of him. And I think it's a not a very good organisation. Do I think it will be popular? Yes, I do. I think this has given it great press. I think a lot of people who are anti-PC will love this and they're going to get right on that organisation. This week saw the launch of Times Radio, which is the new venture by News Corp. It's had a bit of a criticism of being part of Rupert Murdoch's group. It goes alongside other News Corp radios, um, in the wireless group, they call it, Virgin Radio, Talk Sport, and when the sun has the radio stations, such as Sun Hits and Sun 80s. This is just what I'm reading off the wireless website. Times Radio is supposed to take the place of Radio 4, so it's going to be talk radio station, but it's mostly by Times journalists. Uh, Times journalists such as Matt Chorley, he already hosts the Times Redbox politics podcast. Now he's doing the radio show Monday to Thursday, and he's using highlights from the radio show to put into the red box. That's going to be interesting. If you if you heard my previous podcast, the Cold Brew podcast, you'll know that actually turning a radio show into a podcast can be a bit messy. It is quite messy in his version, but you know what? He does it, and it does condense a four-hour radio show into a half-hour podcast, which 
is quite useful because I do not have the time. That's one thing about Times Radio. I don't have the time to listen to talk radio all day. I like my podcasts to the point. If there's an interview, I just want to hear the interview. I'm not going to be listening to four hours worth of content. Um, may have it on in the background, but t- generally I tend to listen to podcasts more. Not only Times uh, journalists, they've got Kathy Newman from Channel 4 doing a show. That's quite interesting because News Corp and The Times specifically, I mean, The Times on Wikipedia is um, noted as conservative or centre-right. So quite interesting that Channel 4 journalist has gone there, but who knows? I've not actually heard her show. I might have a listen to that later, see how that goes. Anyway, that started on Monday. That's an interesting uh, move and... Let's look at the difference between Reasoned UK, who has come into the fore this week, disgraced, and Times uh, Radio, which actually seems a lot of positive press from what I've seen anyway, other than the people on Twitter saying another one of Murdoch's, sorry, I don't listen to Murdoch, that kind of discourse going on. But in the whole, it's gone quite well for them, I think. I don't know anything about ratings yet i've not seen anything about ratings yet come up um they had the prime minister on the first day actually now this is something interesting number 10 has decided they're going to televise their lobby briefings or they're going to move the afternoon lobby still have the morning lobby from what i understand and make the afternoon lobby televised now the spectator um coffeehouse shots podcast today asked, will number 10's briefing shake-up really deliver more transparency? Something they suggested was that ministers throughout the day might, say, refer to the press briefing in the afternoon rather than come on interviews. If that is the case, then Times Radio will probably not be too popular for too long. We've already seen number 10 earlier in the year were uh, boycotting the Today programme. People say Dominic Cummings. Probably, yes, it's him, who knows, uh, has said to number 10 people, the people in government, not to go on the Today programme. That is an issue because we need to be able to speak to politicians. And that's something the Coffeehouse Shots podcast really put forward is that having ministers available for interview is really important throughout the day. So let's see how Times Radio reacts to this press briefing situation. That is where I'm going to leave today's, well, the pilot episode off. Um, I hope something in there interested you. Uh, If not, get in touch. I'd like to hear your views, because to be honest, I have no clue what I'm doing. I'd like to see this go somewhere, to be honest. I'd like it to be a thing. General election in four years' time. I don't know who I'm going to vote for. I don't know where I stand. So actually, not aligned is the... Uh, or not yet aligned is the title I'll probably go for but I'll put a poll up no stakes at all because obviously this is not an important thing I'm doing it's just some views anyway I'm going to leave it there thank you so much for listening please leave feedback and hopefully I'll speak to you again